comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? My name is Jason Gold. You are now listening to Gambling with Gold, episode 79. And once again, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, how are we doing this Tuesday? Doing great, man. Uh, just came back from a short trip from Vegas. We're uh, sweating out the same un- uneventful ending in, in the Cardinals and Blue Jays last night. Fuck Paul Goldschmidt. But, you know, we we, we ride, man. We got some hoops to talk about. So I'm, I'm planning to make my money back. Um, here in game four of the the Warriors and the uh, and the Mavs. Yeah, so you and I have done, I don't know, 50 or 60 of these podcasts at this point. We have never once talked about baseball and the fact that we were on one of the most miserable under losses of all time together. You you hop on, you're like, I saw your tweet. I was on the same thing. I lost a 71 parlay on that shit. So yeah, screw you, Paul Goldschmidt. Thank you for tossing my boy Dan a plus 700 on that. Yeah, that was brutal, dude. That was brutal. So, yeah, let's make some money back uh, on uh, this series here, man. What, what are you thinking? Is this going to be a sweep or what? All right, so that's what I wanted to get to. We'll start off with uh, Dallas-Golden State line. Dallas minus one and a half. Total is set at 215 and a half right now. I know that historically that we're supposed to fade the team that's down 0-3. Everybody thinks, oh, they're going to get back in the series. They'll win a game, whatever. I also saw the guy at Caesars in Vegas who put – was it uh 50k on plus 3000 for the wor- or for the Mavs to win the series? Ooh, uh the so that's a spicy that's a spicy meatball. I don't know why you would do that at this point, but go ahead if you got 50k to blow. There are w- worse ways to blow it. Although we'll take the donation too. We have we could we could figure out some better bets than that shit. 100%. Yeah, let me get that. <laughs> uh all right. So, looks like right now, at least according to X Network, a lot of people are on Dallas at that minus 1, minus 1 and a half think that they'll be able to put up some points and have some success on the defensive end against the Warriors in this game. What's your kind of general feeling on a game four that takes place in about four hours? Yeah, my general feeling is that I think Dallas is going to shoot better than they did in game three. Um, I think that that was an anomaly. Like this team has been extremely value, extremely good at, at shooting the three ball. And, you know, for Reggie Bullock to go over 10 from the field, like that's pretty rare. Um I'm not going to back his two and a half three pointers like I stupidly did last game. I know that burned a lot of people, um, but I think that they're, as a team, they'll they'll perform better in this spot here, being that they're playing for their their playoff lives and avoiding that one two three Cancun scenario. So um, I think Luca's going to certainly have to step up. Um, but I think it's going to be the role players, man. We got to see something out of Jalen Brunson. He's going to have to continue to ball, get at least twenty points. Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be very important off the bench. I like his props over thirteen and a half. Um, he's been doing a great. He's been a great scoring punch off that bench. Um, but we're also going to have to see something about, out of Dorian Finney-Smith and and the rest of the squad here. And and the Warriors, like you know, as as good as as, as good as they've been, uh, they've been phenomenal from two point um, from their two point field goal shooting over sixty percent um, over the course of the series. But it's really this they've just been pounding Dallas in the in the in the paint. So they're going to have to do something. Hopefully, Jason Kidd has realized how effective Clavon Looney's been and how much Andrew Wiggins has been impacting this game. They gotta they gotta do something about keeping them out of the paint. So I like Dallas in the first half. Um, I know the Sharps are on the full game, but I, I would like to take the first half. I think they're going to come out motivated, uh, ready to bounce back. But I'm going to take the Warriors money line here. And if you look around at certain books, uh, if you if you parlay the Dallas first half with the Warriors money line, you can get anywhere from plus 300 to, to plus 500. So 
Um, that's those are my best bets in terms of the the spread. All right, so I'm looking at the Action Network right now. This will be a free plug for you guys. Uh, five of the picks from your experts are on the Dallas spread. One is towards the under, nothing towards the over. But there are two of the experts that are on Golden State money line, so it kind of fits with your thing. Maybe some of these sharps want to get in early on Dallas and then want to get out on Golden State at the end. Right. Uh, I thought that I want to talk about one thing that I heard yesterday. Maybe it was after Game Three, but Jason Kidd's comments that this is just the beginning for us. It seemed I couldn't quite mail it in it already, bro. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, what was your opinion on those comments? So, Jason Kidd after Game Three basically said. This is just the beginning for us. We're just starting to build this team. Luke is really young. We have a good young core. It kind of seemed like maybe he was giving up a little bit, but I don't know if it was just trying to take some pressure off of his uh, his guys. Yeah, I think he's probably trying to take pressure off his guys. But, it, I mean, reading the room, you know, Steph Curry brashly said, you know, we're playing with house money. And then for Jason Kidd to basically respond back to that, saying, like, you know, we're young. We're, we still have a lot of room to grow here. Like, uh, that's not a ringing endorsement. So, I don't think that they're they're down and beaten. I mean, this this team was down 2-0 to the Phoenix Suns, who a lot of people picked to to win that series, and they they took care of business. Um, so I don't I can't count the Dallas Mavericks completely out. That's but I also don't know that I can trust them because we talked about it last week over the course of the last couple of weeks that we just thought that the Warriors' veteran presence and just experience would win out in this in this matchup. And I still th- I think that that's what's really playing right now is that like outside the shooting variance in Game Three. You know, Steve Kerr has been making the right movements, putting Andrew Wiggins on Luka, even though you can't really stop Luka, you can stop everybody else. Um, their system is just working right now. And Draymond Green's not even playing well. Um, so you get a good game out of him. You know, Clay, maybe he actually has some consistency. He's been a little bit um, all over the place in terms of his contributions throughout the entire game. Um, but I, I like Dallas in the first half, man. I think that they're going to, even though Jason Kidd said that, I think he's going to get them motivated enough to, at least try to put up a fight early on. And we've seen the Warriors go down and still be able to come uh, come out on top uh, by the end because they always like those third-quarter runs. So in terms of the Warriors' motivation for tonight, obviously they got four chances to close this out. Game yeah. five is going to be back in San Francisco. Maybe they take care of business there. But do you think that they're peeking around looking, oh, that Eastern Conference Finals, you know, these guys are trying to absolutely beat the crap out of each other. That is an absolute stone-cold heavyweight fight. Yeah, that is. might go seven games, and you look at the injuries that are piling up. We'll talk about it in a second, but are you looking over there and being like, huh, should we just go all out tonight, win game four, and just rest up? We might have a week plus. The finals, the first finals game is until June 2nd, which I believe is either a week from today or a week from tomorrow. So get a full week off, and these guys are going to go seven. Do you think that they're just like, all right, we have to win tonight? Um, I think that they're absolutely considering this. Uh, let's let's get this W and, and rest up. Andre Iguodala reportedly could be ready for the NBA Finals. So if you have a fully healthy Warriors team that's potentially going up against both teams on the Eastern Conference that are struggling with injuries, I think you try to take as many days off as you can um, in, in between this series because their series is definitely going to go you know long, if not you know six or seven games here. Um, so. Yeah, if I'm the Warriors, I want to get this over and over and done with. Like, yeah, it's cool to win in your home court and home floor, but like, why risk anything else? Like, take care of business here. You guys know what what's at stake. You know, knock them, put the nail in the coffin right now. This is the opportunity that you need to get it done. All right, so let's move over and talk about some player props for tonight. And if anyone is unaware, we just launched a new product called the Daily Dozen. We put up 12 props every single day on the app. They lock at 4 p.m. 
usually they're put up the night before. So you have, you know, 17, 18 hours to make your selections. We're going to do a daily show every day at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Me and Steph and the rest of our Champions Round crew. But we first did our first show this morning, which went great. And we have our 12 props right here. And I want to get Dan's take on what he would do in this situation in Daily Dozen. So let me put this up on the screen. Beautiful. There we go. All right. So... Luka Doncic total points 34 and a half. You got over under there. Ooh, that's rich. That is rich. Luka's got to go for 40 plus if they're going to win. So I'm going to I'm going to take the over on that. All right, next one. Steph Curry total points 27 and a half. Hmm, I'm going to go under. I also picked over for Luka and under for Seth, so we're 2 for 2. Draymond total points 8 and a half. When is Draymond going to wake up? Is it game four? Man, he's just not shooting well. They're leaving him open in drop coverage. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. Draymond's gonna have a, the best game of the series. I'm gonna go over. All right, I took the under there. Andrew Wiggins total points sixteen and a half. He's been absolutely balling out, but maybe a good spot to fade him after his epic game three. I mean, we could be looking at the Western Conference Finals MVP. Can't fade him. I'm gonna go over. All right. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie total points 13 and a half. I personally think this is a big Dinwiddie game. He's been getting a lot more minutes. So I took the over here. Got to go up. All right. Uh, Jalen Brunson total three pointer field goal, uh, one and a half made. I went over here. I thought this was the stone cold lock on the board, which makes me think maybe maybe I'm going to end up losing my shirt on this, but I would definitely bet (laughs) this in the market. Um, I know I, I like the attempts that, that Jalen Brunson's getting. Uh, he had several good looks last game. Um, on 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 switches and, and opportunities that he just couldn't capitalize on. This is too low. I, I think that this could actually be two and a half. So I like the one and a half um, over here. Yeah, he's been averaging six attempts per game in the first three games of this series. Uh, total assists for Jordan Poole, three and a half. I'm going to go under on that because he's really been the second. He's been the top scoring threat on the second unit. And I don't really know what offense is going to be generated. Otto Porter has been ruled out. So how many other bench players are really going to contribute valuable minutes in terms for him getting the ball to other people? Um, so I'm going to take the under on Jordan Poole, three and a half assists. I did the same thing. Uh, Steph Curry, total turnovers, three and a half. He has not had over three in the last like six or seven games. Uh, just given that he averages the second most potential assists in this series, only second to Draymond Green, he's averaging 12 potential assists. I'm going to go under on, I'm going to go over on this one because even though he's been really great about that, um, he has been known to make careless mistakes. And this is where Dallas, you know, on their home court, they're going to be going all out, trying to lock up Steph, sending double teams. Um, I think they're going to be overly aggressive to Steph. So I think he's going to go over that. All right. Uh, Clay Thompson, total assists, uh, two and a half. I took the over on this. Uh, how about you? Yeah, Clay's been doing more. Um, definitely shooting the three less. I, he's been pump faking and driving to the hoop a lot. Um, and he even doing these little dump downs to Kevon Looney on the block. And I, I don't think that they have an answer for that, uh, clearly because they just keep on getting anything they want in the paint. So I'm going to go Clay Thompson over two and a half. I think he's going to find a way to get, get three there. Clay has been over in all three games in this series over that two and a half number, uh, Dorian Finney Smith total assists over or under one and a half. Uh, I took over here based on the fact that he's been playing about 42 minutes a game the last two games. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm going to take the under only because Dorian Finney-Smith is more of that like crash 
more of a hustle player and three point guy. Um, don't really see him creating that much. One and a half is such a low bar, but I'm gonna I'll, I'll be spicy and take the under on that. All right, uh, number eleven. Uh, Maxi total rebounds four and a half. He has been under that number in his last five, and it looks like his his uh, minutes has been going down a little bit over the course of the series. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Actually, is that I just can't trust his minutes, and he looks like he's just completely lost himself in this series. He can't make a shot. He was pivotal in that series against the Phoenix Suns, but he's been pretty much rendered useless here. So I'm going to go under four and a half. All right, let's get to the last of the Daily Dozen props for today, May 24th. Reggie Bullock, total assist, one and a half over under on that one. I'm going to take an over on this one because he was, he as many looks as he had, he still deferred and he could have shot a couple more. And I saw him kind of like pump faking, kicking it out to like Brunson for another look. So I think he can get two. Uh, I'm going to take the over on, on Reggie. So he's been averaging 39 minutes a game over the last two, and he's been over in every game this series, over that one and a half. So I agree with you. I went over there as well. So that does it. Play every day with us. We'll have a new game, and when we get to pass the NBA, we'll have a baseball slate of all sorts of different games. It'll be really exciting. And we are going to introduce a money product on this. So if you hit seven or more, if you get hit seven, you'll get your money back, and then eight, it'll escalate up, escalate up into a big jackpot if you go 12 for 12. So really exciting stuff. Play every day and watch at 9 a.m. Pacific every morning on the Champions Round Twitter account. All right, let's remove that. And let's get into talking about the absolute rock fight in Miami and Boston. Albeit none of those games have been particularly close. I guess game three, you know, Boston made a great comeback. But yeah. Miami was up by a bazillion in that game. They come out in game four. They get up, I don't know, 18, 19 to one, something like that. Absolutely. The, the most I've seen Boston fly around on defense, maybe the entire season, absolutely locking them down. And it felt like you could tell from the opening tip that there was no chance that Miami was going to be in this game. Yeah, um, that was the only money I did win in Vegas yesterday was betting it all on the Celtics. So that worked out. I should have put more on it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this this series is very interesting because like the reason I think many people were probably back in the Celtics was just because. I mean, they've dominated much of this this series, man. They've won 14 out of the 16 quarters. Like, it's really been two quarters of Miami that really won them those two games. Um, and then you got to look at the the bench and just ultimately, like, the starters that are all hurt. Like, who is not on the injury report at, at this point for Miami? Uh, Jimmy Butler, I, I saw, read a stat yesterday that um, not one starter got over double figures in game three. Like, that's really hard to do in a playoff series, let alone the Eastern conference final. So um, the heat have been spectacular at home in the course of the playoffs. So I think that Eric Spolster is definitely a guy that can rally the troops in a scenario like this, but I don't know, man. I think that this might be a Celtics momentum game. I think they're going to go in there and, and, and pull out the victory here and really make Miami sweat um, to get to game six. So every time that we've counted out Miami, at all over the past three years where they come back and they punch something. you right back in the mouth so i right. i'm i'm apprehensive to say that given all the basketball that i've watched this year i think that boston is very clearly the best the team better left. team no, no no i think of the four including the warriors i think boston yeah. is very clearly the best team agree they go agree. they go through these weird stretches sometimes their defense sometimes lapses and they're just not they're not as battle tested, definitely not as battle tested as the Warriors, and probably not as strong mentally as Miami. So we're either going to see them get over that hump 
or get punched in the face. I don't know what happens, but I know that it happens in game five. And we're going to know based on who wins. Whoever wins game five, I know historically they win like 80% of series. Whoever right. wins game five is going to win this series. I'll stake my claim on that right now. So the line heading into game five, Boston minus one and a half. The total is set at 203 and a half. That's really low. Uh, where are you kind of looking? I guess we're looking towards the Celtics, right? Yeah, I'm leaning towards the Celtics here. I mean, I got to, at this point, I'm just looking at the injury report for the Miami Heat. And you, you talked about the Warriors being the most battle tested, but like we can't forget that in the bubble, that was the learning moment for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah, they were true. not ready for that. I think that now they figured out like, I think we can beat these guys. And the one thing about Miami that I've, that I think has been the, 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 the thing that's been most perplexing to me is Bam Adebayo. When he balled out in game three, it was clear, like, this is what they need to do. Get him the ball, let him be aggressive, um, take advantage of those mismatches. But, dude, he's been under 10 field goal attempts in three out of the four games. So, like, I don't like, – if, if Bam's not going to score and Jimmy's hurt and Kyle Lowry's a shell of himself, where what offense are you going to generate? So, I'd also be looking at the team total under – for for the for the Miami Heat because I just don't know where they're going to generate points man like that first quarter was one of the worst quarters of basketball we've seen in a long time and I think it, maybe it's just the fact that the mileage is, is 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 piling up right now and on the flip side you got Marcus Smart who didn't even play the defensive player of the year didn't play granted some debate on whether he was actually the defensive player of the year or not like that whole team defense is great but look how great they were without him if, if that's their one injury and I look at the Miami side, like I'm siding with Boston. They have so much more talent. Robert Williams and Al Horford played spectacular defense yesterday to the point where they couldn't get anything at the rim. They couldn't make any shots. Like I think Boston's the best team and I wouldn't be surprised. You're right. You know, if they win game five, they're, they're taking the series and it's going to be, I mean, as a Philly fan, I never want to root for the Celtics, but part of me is also like, damn, I would like to see a new, a new regime and echelon of player like taking over the league. And I think Tatum and Brown going through that first thing in the bubble, this might be what they need to get over that hump to do that. Yeah. I would like to see warrior Celtics. I think that's a much more interesting series. I think offensively it'll, yeah. it'll be really interesting to see what those two teams can do. And I think it'd be a super competitive series. I think if it's the heat versus the warriors, I think the warriors probably win that one in five, despite You're how tough. The war of attrition at that point. Right. Yeah. So that's the other question. That I had for you at the end here was, you know, these two teams are beating the crap out of each other. Are we going to get to the other side? Even if Boston wins in six or seven, they're going to get to the Warriors, who, as we mentioned, might be very well rested. And, you know, what happens then? It seems like the Warriors may just be on cruise control to another title here, potentially. Yeah, for if it's Boston, man, it's going to be a it's going to be a series. Like, I, I think that the way that they they can make. Steph Curry's life a living hell man they're just so yeah. long and the the way that they play into you they're so physical like they're not getting that test with Dallas like that like um now while Luca can hunt their whole like you have two you have a, a team of hunters on on the Boston Celtics so and they have a low court uh, a front court presence which Dallas does not so I think they're going to beat them up um I'm much more compelled by the Boston series. I think that would be an interesting one. I don't know that I would necessarily say that the, I would give it to the Warriors in like five. I think it could easily be a Boston in six or seven type of thing if if it got to that point. The Heat, I don't have a lot of confidence in. I think if it winds up being the Heat, 
I think the Warriors can make pretty quick work with them just because they don't have the bodies to keep up with how the pace of play that they have. Um, and then also just the war of attrition. Like they just, they're just not going to last. Jimmy Butler's played outstanding, but like, I think you're finally seeing like Jimmy's like 30 years old. He turned it up at the right time, but like that knee injury, it continues to flare up. Bam. Don't know what you're doing. I, I just can't trust them. Yeah. I, I, so the, the Warriors in five, I definitely thought was versus Miami, but yeah, Boston yeah, at least three, six, but you know, Tatum's dealing with his shoulder issue, and that dude looks like he's hurt every time that he goes to the bench at this point. He's like this, and he's, he's getting like, shot with a Theragun. And apparently he's got know, a stinger, but everyone's got an injury in this stage of the playoffs. Yeah, except for the Warriors, if they take eight days off and they're just chilling <laughs> out. I mean, Clay's just taking his boat out with his dog in the bay, just going out. He gets to rest that his whole leg situation. So, you know. I don't. I really don't know. I do know that game five. I'm probably gonna end up on the Celtics. I'm looking at Action Network right now. Sixty percent of bets, eighty-three percent of the money is coming on the Celtics. Sixty-one percent. Sixty-one percent of the bets and seventy percent of the money is on the Celtics money line. Also, so kind of makes sense given what we saw in game four. But every time we think we know something in the series, it jumps back completely the other way. I I would be surprised by anything. And the the fact that we're not getting any rest for any of these teams, where they're just going every other day, uh. I think it really, it's really interesting how they've done it, and I don't know what it means long term for how these playoff series go, but yeah. I feel like we're we're seeing a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff with the schedule right now. Yeah, you're right, and you know I think they're gonna they're gonna have to take a serious look at giving at least two days rest when you get to the conference finals. I think because it's it's just bad for the product at this point. Like a lot of the commentary on Twitter is like, oh, every game is a blowout. I'm turning it off after the first quarter. Um, I'm curious to see what the ratings are after this series because of that Eastern Conference that has just been literally blowouts. Um, they're going to have to give them two days rest just for longevity's sake here. It's a really long season. This is where people start talking about, hey, why are we having 82-game schedules? Like, yeah. let's condense the schedules, make the playoffs more meaningful. I don't agree with the play-in tournaments. I think that's stupid. But um, 82 games, I don't know that we need that. But obviously, the owners have another agenda of making money. And there's TV deals at stake. So. I don't see 82 games going away, but they definitely need to look at putting some more buffers in between these games and maybe drawing it out a little bit more, especially when you're not having an Olympic year. Um, I think you could definitely put a little bit more um, margin in the schedule. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't give – whenever you get on a plane somewhere, just give an extra day. It makes yeah. a ton of sense, especially That's when you get to the Eastern Conference cool. Finals. Super yeah, easy exactly. solution, yep. The first, the first two series, fine. If you want to condense those, especially the first series when we know it's going to be blowouts, have those guys play back to back in round one. I don't care, but give these guys the Eastern Conference Finals that have played another 12, 16 games. Let's give them an extra day. Let's make sure that Marcus Smart can play. Let's make sure that Jimmy Butler's knee is good. Like, right. come on, we can do better than this. It's very easy. Sidebar to that: How yeah. much more? How much? How much are you giving the Steelers the fact that they don't have to travel? Like their their travel schedules like non-existent. So how many wins are you giving them just off the strength of the fact that they're going to be more rested or in a better position health-wise than a lot of the teams that they're going to be facing this year? 1 to 1.5. I've broken this down okay. in my model. I'm working on, right. on off-season modeling for win totals, and I've already put a couple in, some that we already talked about. But I do agree, the Steelers, I probably had them at like it was like 7.2 wins, and I moved them up somewhere between 8.2 and 8.7, given the fact that they don't have That's to travel that much. Yeah, 
and I'm look, like Warren Sharp has been tweeting out a lot, and I know his book comes out soon about all the information with uh, rest advantages and disadvantages, and I think it's going to play a lot into it. The more that we learn about it, the more that you learn that it plays into these win totals, and you can actually take advantage of it because I don't think that the the betting market as a whole understands how valuable that is. Right, it's a great point. All right, uh, that pretty much does it. We have two seven stakes on the app right now. We have an NFL season long one that is open to a thousand people. That is uh, closes September eighth. So go ahead and play that one. And we have an NBA futures one that actually closes today that runs through the NBA draft. So go join those before those close. Go play Daisy, Daily Dozen with us every single morning. Watch our show and go watch everything that Dan has going on. Uh, I know you had a great time in Vegas with the sports gambling guys. They're awesome. Go listen to that podcast. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Uh, what's up? What else is going on? Nope. Everyone have a great Memorial Day weekend, man. We're going to have a lot of sports going on. I'm just excited for what we have coming up here. You know, once the NBA Finals kicks off, you know, it's going to be I'm sure we can get on some baseball pods. There's been tons of stuff you guys have been doing for golf. So just continue to tap into Champions Round, man. It's on and popping. All right. I appreciate that. Uh, go check out Dan. Everything he's doing at Action Network and all around the uh, the sports gambling space. Uh, yes, all right. We'll talk to you soon. Good luck on your bets. Peace. Peace.